everyone who was here last time, and welcome to everyone new here. For those who don't know me, I'm Arpita Kanaha, and I'm a 19-year-old kid just sharing my take and analysis on different subject matters and opening different conversations. Exploring technology and everything that comes along with how that impacts our generation is something that intrigues me, and we'd like to share with you guys. So last episode, we spoke about Khan Academy and its pros, cons, what works, and most importantly, why it doesn't. Much to a lot of people's disappointment, we didn't come to a solid conclusion as to why we don't take full advantage of this resource. But that's the best part about these topics. There isn't one concrete answer, and we get to interpret and analyze several different perspectives to try to connect the dots, just like a puzzle. So that's what we're going to do in this episode, trying to look at a different perspective as to why our generation doesn't use online education as a primary source, even though it's accessible, free, and convenient. Well, there are other factors that may impact the decision people make as to whether they use Khan Academy or not. Are there any anomalies in my previous incident, summary, or perhaps a binary? Let's talk about it. Networking and communication skills are one of the most important skills an individual can have and is something that goes beyond just technical knowledge one may have. Even if someone has all the knowledge in the world, if they do not know how to convey a message, it could potentially make the message redundant. Social interactions may not be the most important thing in our lives, but they do pave way for many other social skills our generation may need as we grow up. As a child, the first glimpse we receive of any kind of social interaction or exposure other than those with our family is in school. With friends, with teachers, faculty, or anyone else we may find around school. It's a large community of people that we interact with on many different levels throughout our schooling years. Now, if that component of school doesn't exist, there's a whole opportunity for social interactions missing. Homeschooling is a concept that many people adopt, and it has its various pros and cons, but logically speaking, if a kid doesn't go to school, it wouldn't be completely wild to assume they would be more likely to experience some difficulty, at least, with social interactions. In fact, research shows that 13% of homeschoolers in his, this sample did not play with people outside of their families, suggesting at least some homeschool children are more socially isolated than homeschool advocates may like to admit. Now, social interactions don't necessarily have to mean the conventional extrovert or whatever we think of it as, but it could range from how one would behave at an interview versus how one would act at an informal dinner, let's say. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that a child relying on only online education couldn't be good at these interactions, but only that it wouldn't be wrong to assume that the likeliness of a homeschool kid to be more introverted is quite likely higher. Further, one study of homeschool teens and homeschool graduates found that those who had fewer social opportunities while being homeschooled expressed a less favorable attitude towards their homeschool experiences than did those who had a greater number of social opportunities, suggesting that the degree of social interaction available to homeschool children is vitally important to the quality of their homeschool experience. Now, a kid who relies on online education could possibly have the same number of social opportunities as any other kid, but it's also important to consider the implications 
like the difference in the level of exposure that these kids may receive. Understanding diversity in culture is something that is so important, and the simplest way to understand these things are just by talking to different people. When kids go to school, they talk to so many different kinds of people from different backgrounds and ethnicities, and they learn about different perspectives from people without even trying. That, in turn, helps them be like shaped as human beings. Now, online education may be one of the greatest ideas humans have come up with, but currently it lacks this basic collaborative aspect that humans crave and kids need to develop their social skills. Now, given these facts and assumptions, I think it's important for us to consider why parents may choose to not send their kid to a conventional school and would rather have them at home using something like Khan Academy, maybe even knowing that this could stunt their social development. There are three main factors I want to consider to try to break this down. Economic background, race and ethnicity, and religion. So, 3.4% of the school-age population are usually homeschooled. NCS said that among these children who are homeschooled, 68% are white, 15% are Hispanic, 8% are black, and 4% are Asian or Pacific Islander. Considering the largest proportion of this sample group rely on tutors or online education, it would be interesting to note that the economic group that would choose homeschooling is what we call near poor. This is somewhat a conflicting statistic as the white population usually occupies the higher economic strata in comparison to any other race. So the fact that the data shows that the lower economic strata would rather consider homeschooling or online education as a primary source of education, while the white population being the highest percentage of the homeschool population, opens doors to a lot of different questions. Now, after a little more research, there was one point that stood out to me and was even a little bit shocking, but the role of religion may play in this decision is somewhat important, is what I would think. A survey which compared and contrasted the educational experiences of adults aged 24 to 39 grew up in religious homes and found that homeschool graduates were feeling significantly more likely to report lack of clarity of goals and sense of direction and feelings of helplessness in dealing with life's problems than conventionally schooled graduates. Another way to look at this is considering the impact religion may have on the decision parents make regarding education. Logically looking at this, religious families may not support kids learning about or being exposed to different cultures and beliefs differing from their own beliefs. 38% of parents who choose homeschooling do it for religious purposes. Kids talking to their friends at school or possibly from completely different backgrounds could influence other kids' beliefs and decisions, and this happens subconsciously without even kids trying. Now, I understand this may have gotten a little bit complex, so just clearing it up, reasons for homeschooling may differ, and this may not even be one of the main factors, but with my research, I've come to the conclusion that um, from the largest percentage of homeschooled kids, these kids are kids who come from white backgrounds and may be likely to come from religious backgrounds and maybe from the lower economic classes. Although a harsh assumption to make, it wouldn't be completely wrong to say that this demographic group 
may consider the lack of social interactions and exposure the right way for a child to grow up as they'll continue following their own rigid beliefs um, and culture or traditions. Now, economically speaking, any demographic group can, can consider this a viable option. But because of expensive schooling rates, the lower strata are more likely to consider online education as a viable option. But why not the option of public schooling? Seems like a good mix of social interactions, collaboration, as well as being relatively cheap. 7% of parents surveyed said that they would still choose homeschooling if they could, the reason being of the culture of bullying and unnatural social interactions. The DeSisto schools in Howie, Florida, and Stockbridge closed their doors in 1988 and 2004 respectively after long court battles alleging child abuse, mismanagement, and fraud. Unfortunately, this kind of behavior of abuse and bullying has become more common in public and private schools. So rooting from the peer pressure, kids are pushed into doing things, saying things, or even believing things just because they want to fit into one social group or just the whole school environment. We've all been through it. We all want to make friends with the cool group and try to be like other people, but it's just a very unhealthy form of social interactions. And kids don't really develop anything good or any skills from this. They're just forced to do or be things they aren't just because of kids around them. This is such a common problem and is the scariest part of it. The scariest part of it is that nobody, including the individual themselves, can recognize their being someone they aren't until much, much later in their lives. Incidents where public schooling, school teachers have tried to teach kids completely inappropriate personal beliefs are also notable. So it's fair to say that though um, through the awareness of these issues, homeschooling and online education could be considered a very viable option and could be better than regular conventional schooling considering some of the incidents that have happened in these conventional schools. But frankly, that's what's interesting about this whole incident and issue that I've taken up. Even after discussing the reasons as to why parents would homeschool their kids, we've established only a small percentage would actually do it. Why? We have the technology for it, and considering how much our generation uses technology, why is it so bizarre to consider education through technology? There are flaws in conventional education as discussed above, so why do we consider online education so out of the norm? In the last episode, we came to the conclusion that the lack of human interaction does have an impact on the overall learning of a child. And factors such as language, motivation, and time management play a huge role in education. Because of the lack of human interaction, kids don't respond the same way to Khan Academy or any other forms of online education as they would to a regular teacher. Now, interaction with teachers is also a social interaction that kids develop skills from. So in the end, does the decision between conventional schooling and online education all boil down to just social interactions? And this could be in any form. Teachers, faculty, in the form of talking to peers and being exposed to different people, or even just the common peer pressure that's so terrible. These are all forms of social interaction we've discussed above have different outcomes in terms of schooling. So through this anomaly, it would be fair to say that online education isn't popular, not just because of the lack of human interaction, 
for teaching, but because of the bigger, broader lack of the variety of social interaction and could very likely impact the overall social skills and development of a kid in terms of having life skills and just dealing with different kinds of people and problems. With the kind of networking and connectivity that Gen Z has with the world, with just social media and other platforms, social skills are important, if not absolutely essential. And it may be that online education just isn't there yet, and hasn't completely discovered a way to add this collaborative social aspect to it, and hence even though conventional education may have its flaws, people still prefer that over homeschooling or online education. And that group of people that still does pick homeschooling may choose it to actively shield their kids from this sort of social interaction. So essentially, online education just isn't there yet. It hasn't reached its maximum potential as it lacks on some of the key factors of the effective education for kids. And only some kids can use it optimally, optimally right now. Although it started with the fact that human interaction may be necessary for education, after further research, I think the social development, or lack thereof, is a real concern, and this could be a very real reason as to why parents would rather choose conventional schooling, even though Khan Academy comes with accessible free education and its fair share of perks, I would say. And that's it for today. I hope you all enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed making it and hopefully have a little bit more insight into our crazy generation and the mystery that is technology.